You are listening to You, Me, and an Album, episode 147. I'm Al Melky. All of it was my life's work. You know, with my parents, helping my parents, uh, because they brought me into this world, making music. It's all my life's work stuff. So in a way, it was like I was just like feeling the reality of life. You know what I mean? Like, and it just put into perspective everything. It put into perspective everything for me. Like, what what are we doing here? What do we want to do with our time here? What's important about life? What do I appreciate about life? Hey, everybody. So this is the second part of my conversation with Mary Timoney. Uh, the first part is in episode 146, where Mary introduced me to Andy Pratt's self-titled album. Uh, I hope you have checked that out or will go check that out. Uh, it was a super fun conversation. On this episode, we'll be talking about Mary's new album. Uh, actually, as I'm talking and as you may be hearing this, it's still yet to be released. It will be out February 23rd. It is called Untame the Tiger. And at the point that we recorded this conversation back in August 2023, I had not yet heard the album. I have heard it now, and I can tell you that it's amazing. I love all of Mary's work, but I think this is actually her best album yet. Uh, Anyway, Mary will uh, talk about this album in more general terms about the process uh, that she had making the album and some of the very big challenges that she was facing in her life at the time that she was making Untame the Tiger. We'll also talk a little bit about her band X-Hex and the shows that they were about to play at the time that we recorded this. So uh, anyway, with no further delay, here is the rest of my interview with Mary. Let's talk a bit about your uh, your soon-to-be-released album, okay. Untame the Tiger. So one thing that I'm, I'm sort of curious about this, and this is going to uh, bring in your, your band X-Hex, which we'll also talk about in a bit. Obviously, there, there was a big stylistic change with those two albums compared to, the, to your earlier work. So now with, um, with this new album, were there things that you carried over, whether it was in terms of the vocal approach, songwriting approach, um, or uh, is this something that's completely different altogether? You haven't heard it. Nope, have not heard a note of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it must be really weird to do uh, questions about something you haven't heard about. <laughs> like, I have, <laughs> I have empathy for you about that, because that's, like, really hard to talk about. Oh, and then again, maybe it's easy, because the questions are straightforward. So, wait, sorry, say the question one more time, isn't it? Um... Sure. So, yeah. with the new album, were there things that yeah. you felt like you were carrying over from X-Hex uh, as ah, the, okay. the most recent uh, part of your progression? Or or is this a complete departure into something even newer and more different? Oh, okay. Um, I would say in general, like, I don't think anything I ever do is like a conscious choice. You know what I mean? I don't ever like sit down and go, I know I'm going to, that's just not the way I personally work on stuff. It's sort of like feeling it out. Like what's, Songs are coming out of me. I this album. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot about it. I mean, um, okay. So the whole way this album came about was I I was going through some really intense life stuff. So okay, so basically, um, there's a lot of. I was, uh, you know, going through a bunch of stuff in my life. Uh, my 
um, I had a long-term relationship end uh, at the same time that my dad, uh, you know, he was 87. So uh, he got cancer, dementia from the operation. Anyway, I was caretaking my dad um, and my mother, both of them, um, and the pandemic happened in the middle of it. So I was going undergoing some difficult life stuff that people go through. Um, and it was basically probably the hardest thing I've ever been through in my life. I was managing, it was basically taking care of both my parents. It's hard. It's like what happens at my age, you know, but, and it was alone because it's just for my circumstances, I don't, you know, didn't have people helping me out. Um, and that was a lot. And it was also beautiful and wonderful, but like the most crazy ass stressful shit I've ever been through. You know, just my dad's dementia was like pretty intense. Um, a lot of, a lot of decisions, a lot of caretaking, a lot of like disasters, going in ambulances with my dad, you know, just like, it was like every day was like a whole new fucking crazy zone of like war. I feel like I was in a war zone basically. And then the pandemic happened. Then, you know, I, I, it was fine. Like I was also a beautiful time that I got to be really close to my parents and uh, was able to give them back care that they had given me as a kid and all that stuff. Um, but because the time was so weird and it was also the pandemic, uh, I, let's see, what was I doing? I would kind of like decompress from all my, my, everyday stresses by going on these long walks and working on songs um, in my head. Uh, so it's like kind of a way that I got through all of that craziness. And there was other stuff happening too that was just my finger. My parents is also like another family member was struggling with something really hard and I had to manage that. Basically I was caretaking like all, all of this. Stuff. It was so intense. Um, so yeah, so I would eventually, I got help, you know, like in-home care for my parents and stuff. And, and then I was like able, I had time to work on my songs, which was like wonderful. And it was basically the way I got through, I think. It was like the record was like all, I would say that the record was my way of having an anchor in really hard times. So that encapsulates that sums up where I was when I made the record. It was intense. It was an intense time. And the record helped me get through it, which was incredible, you know? Um, and I also had some incredible friends help me with the record who I appreciate so much and were incredible anchors and, uh, I, I played with some musicians that I absolutely love on it. And um, I mean, I usually do that, but this, this is wonderful. I got to, um, I got to play with um, Dave Maddox, who is my uh, probably favorite drummer of all time. He is the drummer from Fairport Convention in the seventies, uh, played on all these records in the seventies. He played with, Played on like before and after science by Eno. He played uh, with George Harrison. He 
he played you just you can look it up online but he was a session drummer in uk and played on all these records he is absolutely incredible and the fact that i got him to play on this record is just crazy to me i don't know how it happened but uh he is wonderful to work with he's an incredible musician and my friend joe wong produced the record and and helped me um with so much and got um also hooked it up with that you know he got dave um, and also my other friend Dennis produced with me and he was an incredible help. And we just spent, after I did these basic tracks um, with Dave Maddox and also my awesome friend Chad um, Malter um, in LA, I took the record back home. Uh, we record, another cool thing about it is we recorded in LA at the Studio 606, which is the Foo Fighters studio. And the reason why that was so incredible was we got to record on this board that like, you know, the whole, the sound city board that like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've seen the documentary about that. Yeah. I mean, just being in the same room as that board alone is like, Jesus Christ. I mean, like all these fucking records that, you know, have been made on that board. That's incredible. And of course the board sounds great, you know. Uh, oh, that's right. Because he he bought that board, yes, right? Yes, he bought that board. Yeah, oh, never mind. Okay. I mean, never mind on it. And then like like Fleetwood Mac and Tom Petty and like any other fucking record you can think of was made on that board. So that is cool. Uh, it was just like good energy to be around, obviously. And the studio sounds great. The room is huge there. There's a huge live room. God, just like working with that 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 group of, of Joe Wong, Chad Mulder, and Dave Maddox. I mean, it's like playing with Dave Maddox. Like he was just such a wonderful, wonderful person to work with. Um, so I was just like so grateful that I had that experience. And then I did other sessions with my friend, um, you know, Brian Bettencourt and and David. Um, Christian and they are amazing too and it was just a wonderful experience we did that at um, Jay Robbins studio in Baltimore uh, who was great and working with those guys such a good team My friend Dennis and I took all of those basic tracks to right here in my basement and worked for like a year and a half right in this room on different stuff in a real casual way. Like he would come over three days a week, like before I teach guitar. So I, um, and this is after my, my dad, well, here's the other crazy thing is my dad, I was managing both my parents and their illness. And my dad, I, I had, 
Joe, my friend Joe was like, all right, come out to LA. We're going to do this record. I had been like working on songs and stuff while my dad was sick. And then Joe was like, all right, you're going to come to LA. We're going to record with Dave Maddox. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then like, I was just like way too scared. And then I just thought about it and I was like, what the, what Mary, you're like, come on, just do it. So, so we called up Dave Maddox and he said, okay. And that was like crazy. So anyway, Joe set up the, the session. Um, my dad died right then, actually. Um, right, like two weeks before I was supposed to go to LA. And I had been able to do it because I had gotten care for my dad. And I was like, I guess I can leave. I don't know. I hope nothing crazy happens. But actually, my dad died. Um, so that was intense. Uh, and then I, so right when we started recording, my dad passed away. I had gotten my mom in a on a retirement home, which was actually a wonderful place for her. Um, and I was able to write, start working on the record because she was in this place. Um, and it turned out to be actually a great, even though my mom was sick with lung cancer, she was sick with lung cancer. And my mom got diagnosed with lung cancer like right then, when, right when we started the record. Uh, even though she had lung cancer, um, it actually turned out to be a wonderful year for her at this place. Like she made all these friends and I don't know. So it was, it was, it was actually super positive that she was at this place. Like she was doing pickleball and like climbing, she did wall climbing. I don't know. She was just like kind of had a, even though she was sick, somehow she managed to have like kind of an amazing year there. So, and then I spent the year, um, working on the wreck i mean i would go see my mom and like luckily i'd help for her there and stuff but then i um i was also teaching guitar in the afternoons but i would dennis would come over in the morning every day not every day three days a week um here in my basement to work on um the guitar stuff and vocal stuff and so we just hang out like get different it was like playtime, you know like getting different guitar sounds and we'd, we'd spend a whole day like getting sounds and then the next time you come over like yeah I don't like any of those let's do them again like it was just like so casual and I was like I didn't know about like what you know it's not like I didn't have a real plan because my parents were sick and I yeah so I just took my time um uh and um it was it was um hard you know it's hard it's hard to get stuff right i i actually to be honest like there's other stuff going on like i had to, i don't i could talk for hours about this but we <laughs> I, um, I won't take up all your time but i did have a mo i did have a time like where i my back was out of alignment and i could not play guitar very well um it was crazy so i had to get through that so i had to work through my my physical problems and I did, but it took a lot of time. Yeah. So anyway, a lot of stuff was good. That's a lot. Yeah. But it was. A, I'm so. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just so you know so sorry for. Uh, you know, the other. <laughs> no, thank you, you so had. much. But the other kind of crazy thing is, as I was mixing the record, uh, my mom died right before we finished. So it was like bookended by both yeah. my parents' deaths. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just real life. You know, it's real. It's a crazy. It was a crazy time. And um, a, a beautiful time, you know, because I got to really connect with my parents and really appreciate them. And um, also, 
go through hell, of course, as they were going through hell. Um, I was going through hell too, but I was also um, very grateful to be able to uh, say goodbye to them. And the record helped me do that. Or the record was my anchor into real life while it was, yeah, you know what I mean? It was like yeah. the thing that kept me sane. I think uh, um, it is really intense that the record was bookended by both of them passing. But this is life. This is the kind of stuff that happens, you know? But um, that is the story of my record. <laughs> It was an intense time. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it sounds... Uh, yeah, it was I hard. Know. But it's a good... I would say it sounds like it's almost unbearable. So it wasn't, I, I it wasn't though. Really... It, was, uh, it wasn't unbearable. It was my life's work. It was, all of it was my life's work. Yeah. You know, with my parents, helping my parents, uh, because they brought me into this world, making music. It's all my life's work stuff. So... In a way, it was like I was just like feeling the reality of life. You know what I mean? Like, and it just put yeah, into perspective yeah. everything. It put into perspective everything for me. Like, what what are we doing here? What do we want to do with our time here? What's important about life? What do I appreciate about life? Um, yeah. How, how do I connect with people? How do I want to connect with people? What do I want to do with my life? Like, what do I love about people? All that stuff. Stuff that I thought about and learned. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing this album. I know a lot of, a lot of people will be. And um, I just want to finish up here by, uh, like I said, going back a little bit. Uh, so actually, we are recording this several months ahead of the, the album release, uh, but only a few days before you play a few live dates with X Hex. And yes. uh, so uh, I'm very curious in terms of why uh, there's uh, why X Hex is uh, getting back together and, and playing some live dates. And of course, is there going to be maybe more coming from X Hex? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I'm so excited. We're, we have so much fun uh, when we play, and I'm really stoked. We're doing these shows next week. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I love I love uh, those guys so much. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited about it. Uh, yeah, I, I hope to do more stuff at some point. Um, Betsy's been working on a really awesome solo record actually which i don't know if she, did she tell you about you you did a thing with her i, I did it was probably a yeah. year and a half ago though so i think okay. that was probably okay yeah, yeah 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 that was maybe a, um, yeah all right maybe she hadn't started it anyway her record's great it's so great my friend dennis mixed it uh it's amazing um so she's been doing working on that um yeah but i'm like really excited to do these shows uh and yeah, I just I have so much fun with those guys. It's like a comedy troupe or something. Like we just laugh all the time. It's amazing, so fun. Um, and playing the shows will be really fun. We, we worked so hard on writing those both of those records that it's really fun to go play play the songs because they're all they're like very. We were that band like we just uh we worked super hard on arranging the songs because they're uh like little. They're, you know what I mean? They're just like worked out really well. So it's really fun to play, to play that music. Um, yeah. And I hope to do more stuff at some point. 
So yeah, why these dates now? Was it just a matter of everybody was was free and available, or did... yeah, no, it just we're doing this um, anniversary show at the Black Hat, and it just kind of like was like, well, why not? If we're doing one show, like let's just do a bunch of shows. It's fun, fun to play, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm yeah. going to get to benefit from that because, uh, well, I probably wouldn't have made it down to the Black Cat. You're playing a little, little closer yeah. to home for me. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be uh, attending one of those shows. Um, so just well, another question that I have about X-Hex really going back to the beginning, because as I uh, had asked you about earlier in the, the interview, uh, the, the transition from your, your solo work in the 2000s then to, to X-Hex, it was definitely a, a different sound, a different approach. When did you first get the the inkling that that was something that you wanted to do? Um, X-Hex? X-Hex, yeah. Uh, what was it? Okay, what was it for? Uh, well, I don't, I've been in the Wild Flag Band and I got... Um, and those guys were going to do Slater Kinney again. So I had gotten into this thing of writing songs for Wild Flag, which meant I had to do songwriting in a totally different way. Because what would happen is I would write songs and bring them into that band. And because of the way it was a very democratic process of songwriting while we were in a room together, um, my songs that I would bring in would get like, pretty deconstructed which is cool um but i found that the only only one kind of song would really work when i brought them into wild talk and those were like super straight ahead pop songs because i would bring those in and they would get deconstructed and be like a really cool balance of being poppy and also weird stuff coming in that you wouldn't expect and like parts that you wouldn't expect because of the way it got arranged so what happened after that band I just was in the mode of that's how I wrote songs. So I was writing songs for Wild Flag to get a little bit um, deconstructed, but they were it wasn't a Wild Flag anymore. So I just kept <laughs> the pop songs. That's exactly how it happened. Luckily, I somehow found Betsy that is a pop songwriter and is fucking incredible at writing those kind of songs. Like she does that so well. I didn't know when we first started jamming. Like, I was just like, you want to play bass? Um, and then suddenly she's like, oh, I got these songs too. I'm like, well, that's really weird because I'm writing songs just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect thing. Um, but yeah, so I just got into this pop songwriting thing. And it became like a craft for me rather than than Inside Wants Me Out kind of thing. Like the Andy Pratt song, like Inside and Wants Out is like always the way I've done it. Um, but but I was approaching music more as a as from a craft perspective of like I would like to write a really catchy pop song as a challenge to myself. And there's a little, of course, there's the the there's there's the art in it too. But I was emphasizing more of like how do I make this? What's the craft behind it, and how do I make it like simple? Because that's actually really hard to do. It's really hard for me. It's way harder than just letting myself lose. Both things are good, but it was a challenge, I think, to be. Um, yeah, I think the hardest thing for me to do is to write a pop song. It's just, you know, there's like elements of my stuff that's poppy, but um, 
if I have to challenge myself and make it all poppy, like it's that's not what I do naturally, I guess. So it was a challenge and a fun challenge. And I want I, you know, I like I like that uh about the band because the songs that's how they thought they're really fun to listen to because they're so whittled down, you know, and they're so fun to play. It's one thing to be real And another to pretend This mystery you feel That you thought would never end So that, that is XX, though. That's the whole thing behind it, is that it's um, crafted. The songs are crafted that way. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, and one last question, and uh-huh. uh, this is you know basically like a pick your favorite child question. So I know it's maybe not even fair yeah. to ask, but when you talk about the X hex sound being you know so much more whittled down, I do hear a, a real distinction between rips and and it's real because in it's real those songs do they breathe a little bit more. Um, oh, okay. Do you, yeah. Do you have a preference uh, for for one Without- over the other? Oh God! I mean, <clears throat> I think um. Something about the first record really translated, and I think um. I mean, if you want my honest opinion, a lot of it had to do with how it was mixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Bobby Harlow makes that first record, and he's like so good at mixing and making stuff, like really getting the heart of stuff and making it sound raw and unhinged and exciting. translate it to be more exciting to people because of the sounds are a little more raw uh but uh no i i think i i don't i don't really have a favorite i i we worked we worked really hard on both of them and they're just both different i think um i don't know i don't know <laughs> all right well like i said probably not a fair question but um <laughs> One I still uh, wanted to ask. So, Mary, thank you thank so you. much. Thank you for caring. <laughs> <laughs> I care thank very you much for about, caring. about yeah. those albums. Uh, well, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time. Yeah, no, thanks for doing it. Before uh, I let you go, yeah. Mary, just want to make sure people have all the, the right places to uh, to follow you and keep up with everything you've got uh, going on, especially this new album release. So uh, you're on uh, Twitter slash X at Mary T underscore money uh, and on Instagram at Mary Timoney. Uh, anything else? And actually, while I'm at it, you had mentioned the guitar lessons. Are you taking new students? And if so, no. or is there a place where uh, people... Oh, not right now. No. Okay. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I'm all booked up, but thank you for helping. Thank you for trying to help. <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> booked. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. 
Oh, my pleasure. Absolutely, Mary. And just uh, before we go here, just to remind everybody where you can follow me and follow the show. I am on Blue Sky at almelkier.bsky.social and on Instagram and threads. There, there is a show specific uh, account uh, at Yumi Album and there's the substack, yumialbum.substack.com. So Mary, again, thank you so much uh, for, for joining me here and thank you all so much for listening. Uh, so I will be back again with another guest and another album. So until then, everybody, please do uh, be safe and careful out there. And of course, listen to some great music. Music.